As we find ourselves in the midst of governmental recommended and possibly soon to be enforced social isolation and quarantine due to the rapid spread of the coronavirus COVID-19, we're being faced with some new, different, and complex challenges that may prove to be a blessing in disguise. That's what we're discussing on this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show where each week you will hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. I used to make a joke that the two best days of the week were Friday and Monday. Now we are faced with the bittersweet irony that we're actually getting what we asked for. More time with the kids, less travel, less social commitments, to be more present, to have the time to focus on a new venture, to learn a new skill, to prioritize your health. The list could go on and on. Today's podcast is actually a recording we did for a new show we're creating called Dad Bod Radio that I'm hosting with my friend, Dr. Saman Rizai. Because of the timely nature of this topic, however, I wanted to share this with you as soon as possible as we're discussing how we're working working to stay positive during these times, how to view this as an opportunity in so many different ways, and what are the most important things that we can control on a daily basis. Additionally, we'll discuss how to manage our underlying fear as fathers, as providers, as husbands, and as small business owners that we're absolutely going to be facing on a daily basis. The role community and connection play in our health and our well-being and how to stay connected in the virtual world how a daily routine will be paramount in juggling work, kids, exercise, and frankly, our sanity, what health strategies and supplements, if any, should we consider to help support our immune system, and so on and so on. So if you find this dialogue between Saman and me helpful, then please share this, especially now when people need to hear positive messages and encouragement that, as with all challenging things in life, this too shall pass. And with struggle comes strength and opportunity. I'm excited to let you know that I'll be recording more short episodes about all things nutrition that will be highly relevant during these times. So if you're not already, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And please do me a favor and leave a positive rating and review in iTunes so that I can help more people make smart nutrition simple. Okay, that's it. Let's jump in. All right. Welcome to Dad Bod Radio, episode number three. Uh, I am your host, Ben Brown, and I'm here with my co-host, Saman Razai. Mr. Saman Razai. What's up, my man? A craziness in the world right now. Absolute and utter chaos. <laughs> how, how are you feeling, man? Uh, good. I mean, not too much change for us in the sense of like, I mean, we, we're at our house, obviously, with the three little kids. Uh, what we're what we've lost is all the external stuff like children's museum, the Phoenix Zoo, 
Um, some of the little kid places we take on mini social, jumpy houses, all that stuff just being shut down. So we're having to get creative of, we have a playroom here. Our backyard is kind of set up as a play, but public parks, getting them outside just so people don't go stir crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just surreal. It's absolutely surreal. So, you know, we're a few days into this whole kind of social isolation, quarantine kind of hashtag flatten the curve type deal. And I think that there's a, there's definitely varying degrees of, of how seriously people are taking this. Um, yeah. which I'm taking it pretty damn seriously. Um, and I think you are too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that I would love to just jump in. I would love your opinion as a doctor on sort of how you're seeing the, the scope of the situation right now and kind of what you feel our social responsibility is um, as, as kind of a, a voice, the two of us having people that actually listen to us and possibly turn to us at advice or even just use as a sounding board. I think it's probably relevant for us to give our opinion of, of how we're treating the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause I think we both also have the families of like little kids. And then I think you guys, I'm pretty sure you have extended family in the area. Uh, my parents are in Tucson and my okay. in-laws are in Southern California. So we don't have any really direct contact right now. So we have my wife's uh, parents live, you know, not too far from us and actually had scheduled uh, we were supposed to go to spring training game this, this week yeah. and then get like, you know, like a date day going on. And we actually just completely canceled them watching the kids because, uh, they're both in their sixties. Yeah. And then the work that they do is they provide, um, in-home care for again, older clients, clients that might be in their sixties, seventies, eighties. Yep. And, and it was funny, both of our kids just this weekend started getting a little cough just because we took them to the children's museum, multiple like parks. So they played kids get exposed to stuff. We're not thinking like, Oh, they have coronavirus. But in the situation they did, we don't want them to then pass it to my in-laws who come and watch them. And then they go interact with the client. And that would be, I think, socially unresponsible. Like you're talking about that those, some of those people are immunocompromised and they don't have the immune system. So if, if it was, let's say, SARS-CoV-2 and they get exposed to that and then they get sick, like at some point that comes back to me, like I'm, that's how we're thinking. So yeah. um, it's, it's super serious. I think you're, you're just seeing here in America because my, my brother's an ER doc and, and he's just telling me they're starting to get that wave of like people who are coming in and they're being a little bit more sick. Yeah. Yeah. And the first, the first wave was like the worried well people who everyone thought, oh, I've got a symptom, I got to go get checked out. Now they're starting to get that wave of people who, you know, people are getting sick and it's, people are understanding that it is that bad and there's going to be another wave coming behind it where like really people are going to be sick as this virus continues to spread. So, Well, thank you for, you know, your take on it. And I mean, that's the same position I'm approaching this as. And I think that what we're really trying to do is we're trying to prevent any kind of overwhelm for our healthcare workers and for basically our medical system as a whole, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's really hard for people to kind of embrace that and think about it that way. It's an inconvenient truth in my mind. It's like, fuck, you know, look, no one wants to be shut in at home, have this sort of situation in the grocery stores, be fighting over toilet paper, be inconvenienced with not being able to go to the gym and go to the movies and go out to eat. And you know what? It sucks. Like it sucks. 
but that's certainly not the way that we should be focusing on this. And frankly, if you have been thinking that way, then I think you need to take a step back and, and really, you know, look at how you're embracing your responsibility within your community. Um, And if you don't think any of this is real, well, I, I don't know, you know, what you need to convince you or if there's some fucking level of propaganda at place to <laughs> whatever, you know, just the, the fear and the propaganda and all that stuff and, and media instills fear. That's what it does. So you got to take it for what it is and then focus on what you can control. So, you know, maybe we can move into that, but that's my, you know, that's my take. I don't know if you, I agree with you hundred percent, Ben. Yeah. Cause right now I, I, the twofold part of like what you're talking about is yeah, people are upset because whatever their life as usual is being changed. So you don't have your entertainment. You can't go and do whatever you were doing. And it's not real for them, for the, like you're saying, all the people who are in the medical health care system who are on the front lines who are getting exposed to it. And it's, it's, it reminds me of when 9-11 happened, mm-hmm. how super real it was for people in New York. Yeah. And then waves of how real it was for people in the United States. And then as you kind of would, but not as much as people in New York, like they, I mean, they were there and hit them. I was in Texas at the time in undergrad and we were having the talk and I just told them, I was like, look for New York, it was like a big boulder thrown into like a lake, you know, for us, let's say, you know, now we have like one of the great lakes and somebody threw a rock in because we're in Texas and it's not having that impact. Like we're obviously hearing it, Yeah. but people who aren't, cause my brother then tells me stories of when a doc gets tested and they get positive for, let's say, the SARS-CoV-2, they have to go quarantine themselves for 14 days. They can't go see their family. They're told, like, you can't come into work. You're missing shifts. You're not making money. And I know that everyone's missing out on that. But that's the reality of the people who are on the front line seeing people, like, all of a sudden. I mean, what would it be like for us? Like, you come home from a shift. You can't see your family. The first thing you need to do is go jump in a shower, just, like, get cleaned up so that you could just, like, hug and kiss your, like, family members, your kids. That's the reality. I think that people, if you're not in it, you don't see it. I, again, also don't do that. Like we're kind of doing more quote unquote alternative healthcare. So we're not doing that per se, but it is real for some people. So I think it is important for people to hear that. Yeah. And I agree. And it's like, we're just starting to see what's, you know, it escalating in New York and, and getting more severe and, and, and kind of how it's impacting the healthcare system and doctors and, and the number of cases elevating. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's on its way. And, uh, you know, so that's what it is. That's what it is. And um, I think that, go ahead. Do the transitions, because I think we, I've literally just had this talk with my wife, like obviously this morning over coffee, you're about to get into focus well, on the things that you can control. That's it. And that's what I'm especially excited and I'd love for you to kind of share because you really have such a great um, educational base and, and philosophy around mindset and positive thinking and controlling our, our thoughts and behaviors um, and actions through our mindset. So I'd love to hear sort of how you are approaching and how you suggest people approach just looking at this at this situation, at, at the reality that we're currently living in. I mean, I think it is what you said. This is paramount. You need to take this seriously. You need to look at it in the sense of not just you as an individual, but your local society. Is it your neighborhood? Is it family members? Um, 
the social isolation in the sense of, yeah, you might, we might be young and healthy and, and maybe we're not going to get sick from it, but you might carry that virus and pass it on somebody and it really hits them hard. Mm-hmm. And we'll, I just, in my mind, I started thinking about, okay, what would I feel like? So I need to be precautious and be good. Not to the point where I'm like fear-based and living and like we still take our kids out and do stuff with them. But I'm also trying to be smart about, like I just addressed earlier, family members and understanding what their work is. And I don't, we don't want to interfere with that. And it sucks that they can't see their grandkids. But at the same time, we're trying to think of the people they take care of in their line of work because you're trying to think of the bigger picture. So we plug into a lot of stuff. I mean, there is what you're saying, Ben, there's, you know, you have this side where people I think are trying to give you like what's going on. And then you have this side where the conspiracy theories, like everything that's kind of going on and you really want to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, I always tell people, cause we've plugged into some articles where people are saying, you know, who's behind this, what's yeah, going t- on. Look at the stocks, look, look at certain stocks are rising. They right. must be behind this, all that stuff. And, and we've plugged into some things where there's the 5g theory that yeah, um, I've seen it. Yep. And Wuhan, and they were the first city that actually had like complete and that's what express. And if you want to get, it's like the infinite rainbow. This talks about how every time we've had a jump in some kind of electrical powering, you've seen like Spanish flu happen, like after radio waves came out. And so they have it documented. If you want to read that book, I think it's great to plug into that stuff. I just think if you're also going to do that, plug into the other stuff to balance it out. Don't just get that myopic, like where you're just looking at one thing, conspiracy theory, because you'll get lost and then you start thinking crazy stuff and, and that can be super dangerous. What about a, on a daily basis here now that we're in it, now that we sort of need to, we're, we're all just, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to figure out like, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? We've got the kids at home. We've got work to do. We've got income to try and create. Um, and I think it's easy to get lost down that rabbit hole of worry and fear and just scrolling through Facebook and turning on the news. So how do we shift our thinking away from that and focus more on the positive? I mean, if, if anything. Um, the thing that you're pointing out is just focus on what you can control. I mean, you can't control everything that's happening out there, but you can control what you're doing in your household, how you're interacting with your family members. I get that business is changing. Maybe this is an opportunity to learn how to do your business differently in a new way that, that maybe like once all this calms down, might add another layer and level to your business that'll help it even boom when everything gets back to normal. So, so play the infinite game. uh, Simon Sinek says, Um, this is my, maybe like a finite game in the infinite game, but you can make some progress. I mean, we've talked about like pick up habits that you want. If it's time to read books, if it's time to get into exercise kick, there's so many apps or coaches online that, you know, can give you like diets or exercise programs to jump into get your health to a new level that hasn't been before. Yeah. I mean, literally every single fitness pro on the internet is shooting out home-based workout programs. So certainly there's no excuse in that realm. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, you know, that's it. Um, I think that it, with respect to kind of controlling what we can, it's, it's funny. It's ironic because this is what we've been asking for in a roundabout way. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just need more time. You know, I need more time at home. I want to sleep more. I want to exercise more. I need more time to prepare my food. I don't want to have to eat out as much. I don't want to travel as much. Um, I just want to slow down. Fuck dude. You got it. Yep, it's, here. it's here. It's here. And, and 
maybe it's a blessing in disguise, maybe not. I think that we're all in different sort of economical, um, situational, environmental conditions and, and situations that you know impact us differently. So I'm not going to claim to be representative of every single American. I know there's probably a lot of people that are really hurting right now. And, yeah. Um, for that, I feel like we need to figure out what to do as a community to support everyone. And it's similar to, you know, like when you said 9-11, it's, you had, there was this, this overwhelming feeling of, of community and, and sort of coming together and doing whatever we could to support each other. And I even feel that way just walking down the street now and like the neighbor comes out and you're like, what's up? And, you know, because we're all in the same situation. We're all here to support each other and just we're all trying to figure it out. So you've got what you've been asking for. Um, so now what do we do with it? And uh, that's, you know, I sent a letter out to my followers in my email list yesterday and it was basically just talking about like, well, what, these are the common complaints that they're the limiting factors that we say that every single one of, of us deals with on a daily basis, not enough time, right? We don't, we're uh, lack of preparedness. We don't prepare our food. We eat out too much. We travel too much. Um, you know, lack of movement. And so I think that there's so many things that we can focus on right now to move the needle there in, in any capacity. But I think we, we talked about this last time, just in terms of like schedule and consistency. And um, I would say that, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts in terms of what we can do, but um, I'd go back to just focusing on a couple, three things that might be the biggest drivers of success on a daily basis. And the way that I think my, my frame of thinking has shifted uh, this week relative to last week in terms of obviously the severity of the situation and the, the idea that, fuck, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be home for quite some time. And now it becomes, all right, well, how do I how do we do this sort of family dynamic, work dynamic? When do I get an exercise? When do I have me time? When do we have my, uh, our, our um, marriage time? Like when do I get any alone time with my wife? How do I, there's so many, right? It's so uh, dynamic. So I would still say though, if we're going to go tangible, I would still say, okay, you control your sleep and wake up times. Yep. I think those are paramount. And especially right now for me, it's like, well, I'm just going to get up early, man. I'm just going to get up early and get in a few hours of work before the crew's awake that at least then I can get some focused productivity time. And then what is, what happens, what happens until I get more structure in place. So I think that's absolutely crucial. No reason for us to be staying up late. Now there's certainly nowhere to go. No. <laughs> get to bed early, wake up early, be productive in those early mornings before those emails start flooding in, um, depending on your work situation. Um, also is really manage your stressors. And, yeah. um, you know, it kind of is interesting. I'm actually kind of reticent to start shooting off like home workout programs for people, even though I did in my last email, now that I've been thinking about it, I almost don't want people to take on anything new. I would rather have them sort of transform existing habits and be like, look, if you haven't been moving, just start moving more, just start walking, get outside, get sun on your face. Um, and, and then as far as like a time standpoint, I don't think there's a lot of people looking to 
add a whole lot right now. Instead, it's just right reframing sort of and shifting the focus and the priority of their existing day. So I would say don't even worry about strength training. Just move. Let's figure out opportunities to move throughout the day. And that's work breaks, study breaks for the kids, after meals, so many opportunities before bed, waking up in the morning, depending on the climate you're in. Um, but, but certainly within that is how do we establish a daily routine? I think that's going to be, and I'll turn it over to you, but I think that's the biggest, um, potentially the biggest driver of, of success is, yeah. is like, what's every single day going to look like? And obviously there can be a little bit of variance in there, but I think it would be really beneficial for all of us to have this semblance, some semblance. And we know it is for kids. We talked about this last time, but to have the semblance of routine in place, I work from four or 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. And then kids work from nine to 10. Then we exercise and we have lunch and so on and so forth. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think again, and it gives you something tangible to attach to by having that schedule. And then you'll have pockets where free time will pop in. And I think super important for us, like we got to get up early and get stuff out of the way so that we can be present and be focused on being with our families and being with our kids. Cause obviously we have to be a leader for them. And so how do we show that? Like me and Lauren, we're talking about that in the sense of sometimes being a leader, we're not talking about, you don't need to be a governor or, you know, a CEO, but being the leader at your house, you know, in your marriage, um, and friend relationships in your neighborhood, which is becoming super important. Like we need to be thinking globally and like living locally. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's a chance to get to know some neighbors better. Um, I know we have like where we live, a couple of our neighbors are a little bit older. So I think they're kind of have like pulled in, which I completely get, but there are other neighbors as we're walking around the neighborhood because we're having to take walks more. Cause that's right. just, we got to get out of the house and hop in the stroller. You guys jump on your scooter or whatever. Let's go. Let's just move it around. Um, but like schedule those in be like, Hey, you know, for whatever you can around like four, like we're going for a walk, we're getting outside, you know, cause it's beautiful weather here right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome. I think today might be a rainy day, but besides that, like yesterday was in the seventies, beautiful, like in the afternoon. So getting the kids out is no excuse. And you're so right with the, everything that everyone's asking for it. Like now it's here. So what are you going to do with it? Right. I think that's the biggest question to start with is, who are you going to be? Are you going to react? Or are you going to respond? Um, because the schedule is huge. Cause then that gives you something like you're talking about, Ben, that you can plug into be like, Oh, these are my hours. I'm actually going to set time to spend time with my wife, uh, be with the kids, get work done so that you're checking off your list. So you still feel like you're being productive and not letting your mind really run away with you. Like don't plug into, you know, media, social media, all that stuff. I think it's good to get in and get updates, but give yourself a time limit. Be like, yeah. hey, you've got like 15, 20 minutes, jump in, find out the updates, what's going on in the world, then come back and be be here because you'll get... That's huge right now. I keep finding myself going down the rabbit hole. Um, it's definitely impacting my mood and productivity and and definitely just the relationships in the house because something will fire me up. And so I agree with that completely. Yeah, it's, that's, that's going to be pretty important. But again, if we're not like plugging in and getting that information, then we also don't know what's going on out there, which again, I think it's important, but yeah, <laughs> if, if you and me aren't staying like strong and centered, and I think we're trying to do this to be like, dads, like take control, be a lead. Maybe you haven't been home a lot with your family. This is an opportunity for you to like get closer with them, spend more time. <laughs> it's like, dude, so funny. I just got it. I posted it on Instagram, but I just got a, 
I have my clients send a weekly check-in, like when they schedule a call with me and they send, you know, I said like, well, what are your wins for the week? What are you struggling with? What do you want to work on moving forward? So like every single person wins for the week, getting to stay home with the family. What are you struggling with? Having to stay home with the family. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a double-edged sword? It totally is. I tell people all the time, it's, it's the thing that lights me up the most. And it's also the thing that maddens me just to be completely realistic. Like I have moments with my kids where it's, it's literally heaven or however you want to describe it. And then I have moments where I'm like, oh man, like I, I don't want to fly off the handle and really completely lose it because you're driving me nuts. And you got the younger ones too. And I don't know if it's harder with the younger ones or not because we certainly have our moments, but we've already played 10 freaking games of Rummy Cubes with the kids. <laughs> and, um, they're certainly getting stir crazy. But, y- you know, I'm interested to hear how you are feeling as a small business owner. Um, yeah. Can I uh, jump back real quick? Oh, yeah. Like, because I think when our kids are older, Ben, they're not going to remember, like we will, like we'll remember the coronavirus period, but they'll be, they'll hopefully talk about, you remember when we like were at home and we were playing yeah. games and we got to spend all that time together. If you can like put your mind there, how much more powerful you'll be able to like just jump in and spend time in and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's a game or play or do something. I don't know. Just to step out of like, I got to figure out the whole coronavirus. You're like, spend time with my family. And like you said, all your clients said, it's the greatest thing. And it's also the toughest thing, but they'll look back and they'll remember the moment saying they're not going to remember all the scares of everything happening with coronavirus. I mean, my kids are so little they're They're not going to, that's not going to hit yeah. them. But your kids are a little older. They might, you know, they might be like, oh, I remember like when school shut down and all that stuff happened. Yeah. And we're very matter of fact with my kids because my oldest are, they're 10 and eight. And so they're, they understand to a degree, obviously what's going on. I mean, obviously it's very novel, but they get it. Um, yeah. And they understand why we need to avoid people. And they're, they're, they've been great. They've been great. And, um, so I'm super appreciative of that. And then I'm just super grateful to have that time. It's definitely going to take time for me to adjust to, I'm finding myself um, resistant to moving away from sort of the being on and going all the time and, and tr- always thinking about work and needing to manage, <clears throat> you know, work with clients and being uber responsive like I would normally be during a given work day. And I think, and, and I think we all need permission to, give ourselves that time and, and space. Um, and, and I think everyone's understanding of, of the situation, but that's just sort of a, how I'm feeling about as we go into this to say nothing of what to my question to you is kind of just, I mean, I have some fear in, you know, underlying all of this as a small business owner as to like, look, what does the future look like? Um, where are you at? It's, again, what we literally say in our business, because we're in that health field, but like disease is opportunity. So when somebody gets, quote unquote, if you're getting sick or you got a diagnosis, like, like this is a chance to, to rebuild and do things. And I feel like if we don't do that right now in this situation, we'd become completely frauds. And mm-hmm. so we're trying to shift in the sense that we've kind of been virtual and more online. I mean, we've been virtual with clients, but we haven't been online. I know you're really good about posting stuff in the social media realm and we're trying to get better about this is an opportunity for us to maybe build that muscle and create that dynamic for ourselves so that you know when things shift back into like full on not only do we have that layer on top of like the other layer that we're currently running but we have to start expanding and just take advantage of the opportunity 
Yeah. Because yeah. people are scared. I mean, they're, the fear is real. Like I, I know there's been that whole, the contagium, there's two contagiums. There's like the coronavirus and then there's the fear or the emotional contagium that people, that's spreading like wildfire. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we hear, you know, in upsells is people are buying more guns and it's, you know, people that that's the kind of mentality they're having in the sense of, and this isn't for against guns or anything, but the mentality is what if all of society breaks down, I need to be able to protect or defend myself and do all that stuff. And so people are, are getting what they think is the level of, I hope it doesn't get to that obviously, but I'm, I don't think it will. We don't know. I mean, we don't know for sure, but just from a business standpoint, we're just trying to be like, be a positive voice. Like we just talked about being a leader, not just in our household or marriage, all that other stuff. Now we have to deal with our business and give people like a light to glean towards and, and talk about, you can get your health better right now. You know, why not? Yeah. You have the time and, and don't do anything crazy. We're totally with you in the sense of don't jump into like a program that just like you would have done, like in your regular life, you're like, now I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go to the gym like five days a week, but go out, go for walks, like go meet people, go socialize, um, pick up a habit or hobby. Like if it's learning a new language or, whatever it is that you've always wanted to do, this is the perfect time yeah. to do that. And so we're just trying to do the same thing with ourselves. There's so much that we could be learning to make our business grow. Perfect time. Again, schedule, like you said, managing, we got to get up early or late to make that happen. And then be able to, one of us be with the kids and just learning how to manage that better. But again, that's a routine. If you put your schedule in place, okay, cool, this is what happens, like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is what it looks like. And then it's manageable. You're not freaking out because it's new. You just start throwing a schedule together. Does that work? And this is the same thing we're trying to do for our clients. Yeah. Um, hopefully people will continue, because I know that happens. I mean, we're a pay-for-service. Like, we're not insurance. So when people get scared with their money, will they kind of pull back? What can we do then on our side to provide so much value that people want to keep maybe spending with us? So what can we give them? Like you're sending your emails out and we're trying to put messages out in the sense of like, here's something you can do, like plug into, it's costing nothing, do this. Uh, keep being like in your right mind, you know, don't get lost in the fear and the emotions, all that stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, we want to be that light, be that light tower that people can kind of recenter back on for themselves so that it's not completely like pandemonium out there. Yeah, you almost have to just get myopic in your focus and say, all right, well, how am I going to serve? What do people need? What what sort of skill set do I have to be able to serve the population? And and then just create. And like you said at the beginning, this is a massive opportunity. And that's the way I'm certainly looking. It doesn't mean I'm not scared. It doesn't mean you're not scared. Um, I think there's plenty to be concerned about with that. It's like you can't just focus on it. You can't take action and now's forced action if ever. Um, And I think those that jump on this opportunity are going to be the most successful. Yeah. Um, So the the beauty is like with technology now, look what we're doing. I mean, we can make anything happen. Um, Really, we can reach every corner of the globe. So that's exciting. And uh, if you've got a message like we do, then let's get it out there and try and help as many people as possible and help ourselves in the process. Um, Because this is like, I can't tell you how much I was looking forward to just even having this conversation with you. (laughs) It's like, now this is it. Like, this is us growing out. I think maybe uh, next time we're going to have to have some scotch going on here, maybe a little (laughs) later in the day. But 
Um, we'll record later. <laughs> right? But that's it. Um, yeah. You know, lots of video calls and chats and, and, um, anyways. And, and while you're saying that, like, I get that we're being isolated, just uh, piggyback what you're saying, Ben, is that we do have the technology and the internet and everything in place that you can still keep in touch with people. Like, you could FaceTime, text message. You haven't really completely lost. Maybe we're losing some of that closer physical yeah. that we used to do with people who are a little bit further, but it doesn't mean you have to lose touch with them. Right. If nothing else, we should be more in communication. Mend, yeah. mend those relationships. People you haven't been talking to, well, now's a pretty damn good excuse to reach back out and tuck your tail between your legs and, you know, get over it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about if we wrap up maybe some tangible things? I think that there's a lot of maybe confusion or wonder um, or questions around like natural immune boosting, immune support is there anything, because um, I don't want to tread outside of the scope of my practice, and, and I've seen a lot of bullshit on social media about how to prevent the virus, which I think is asinine from yeah. terribly unqualified professionals. So as a you know trained medical doctor, I, I think people are genuinely curious, is there anything that they can be doing from a uh, you know, a natural supplemental uh, standpoint that can help. So, this again, this is going to be the double-edged sword <laughs> that you're going to play with. There's nothing, at this point, there's nothing proven. I, there's nothing specifically for this, where we're going with the SARS-CoV-2. Like, there's nothing from a therapeutic supplement, medication, vaccine, treatments, anything. There's nothing that, we don't have any hasn't been around long enough. Nobody's been able to do like trials or, you know, research to figure out what's working, what's not. You have people on the front lines, like in China, like what we're seeing is waves of Chinese formulas that people are using. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, that's in China. We don't know if that's going to work here for the people who are coming in. And so people are learning on the fly, but anybody who tells you you could take this to prevent or stop. Yeah. That's the disclaimer. There, there's nothing that's guaranteed. Can you do some of the basic stuff that was always been there to help increase your immune system? Absolutely. So people are going to go crazy buying like vitamin C and um, people are like vitamin D, basic immune boosters. And again, is it going to help or not? I don't know. I don't know that. And we're not going to know that until months go by where they've collected data and people have gotten it. And, and who's going to say, because some people are just giving you their antidote of it. So I take this all the time for my health. So right. like, you take it too. And I've seen that too. I've seen it in my community. Um, and I've seen it all over. I don't know. There's, there's, it, it's always the basic stuff for us. You know, when we talk about this all the time, the sleep is one of the most important things you can do. Um, and I know basic hygiene, hopefully that's not like a novel thing that you're doing. <laughs> like just cause coronavirus came out, like hopefully that's something that's always in place there. And if not, Hey, great opportunity to instill it into your life. Um, we love like just the cold showers, like the cold blast at the end. Um, just because there's research showing, you can help kind of boost your immune system or you can minimize kind of symptomology with it. Again, these are with other viruses. These are like colds and sometimes flus. But again, I don't have that, that that's going to work for coronavirus. So you, but, but that's ending your shower with what, like 30 seconds of this cold? 30 to 90 seconds. Yeah, is whatever colds you can tolerate, you know, and just count it out. And, and they've, they do have research on that showing that that helps. But again, specifically for this virus, we don't know. 
And, and I think that's good that you're mentioning that Ben, because there is like stuff is slinging out all over the place and people just don't know. Now what some people are also doing, and I understand this is when SARS came out in 03, they definitely found that there were certain herbs and different things that and nutrients that like worked really well for that. This isn't the same thing. So sometimes people are just trying to give you, and this is sometimes how we do things. You find out maybe like worked on something in the past because molecularly the structure is somewhat similar. But again, you don't have that guarantee. So again, a herb will just throw out like licorice, which is like glyceriza. So that one ends up um, binding to the ACE receptor, which is what this is binding to. And so people are kind of saying that worked for that SARS-CoV-1. And so does it work for SARS-CoV-2? They're just saying... Possibly there's a correlation. We don't know. So maybe use that. But the thing that you have to be careful is if you have blood pressure issues and you go high with like the glyceriza, that becomes a problem for you. So again, you can't, you got to take everything with a bag of sand in the sense of, you know, what are you going to listen to and, and does it apply? It's it's not going to hurt to try things, but we can't just say, well, somebody said that. So, you know, I'm going to do that for sure. Every single immune support product. Have you seen on like Wellevate every single product sold out? Full script, like yeah. natural part. Yeah, it's like on back order. Got cleared out, which I'm not surprised. Just... I mean, I, I mean, look, I ordered a bunch of shit too. You know, yeah. I wanted to have make sure we had enough. Like if we're in the house, you know, I wanted to make sure I had basic like cold support. And we, I know we give our, our kids, you know, quote unquote immune support products. We don't, we don't know if it works for this. Um, yeah. And, Frankly, you know, we don't know how well it works in the grand scheme, but anecdotally, I think it, it helps. So it is. Yeah, we've done that with our kids all the time too. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Yeah, you right. could see that. You could see that everyone just, it was literally, I think within a day or two, like yeah. things were just like backordered, backordered, backordered. We were just like, what is going on? Just because everybody's recommending it. People were trying to buy it up. Yeah, you don't know. Like the, you have to do the basics. You got to eat a fairly clean, balanced diet. I mean, one of the most important things that you could be doing, drink enough water. I mean, some of the, like, again, if you're not doing some of that basic stuff, again, for me, like the supplements, the herbs, different things you want to throw there on top, you can't do that if you're eating like a terrible diet. Yeah. I mean, well, it's so funny, dude. I went to the grocery store and like, obviously all the, all the aisles, the canned foods, the dried goods are all cleared out, but there's like a ton of fresh food. There's like a lot of ton of fresh veggies. Yes. Um, so I just thought it was ironic, um, a, a ton of fresh veggies. So if you are going out, it seems that you should be able to pick up some fresh vegetables every now and again, which is great. If you're not eating, if you're just sticking with dried and canned foods, uh, um, man, maybe taking a multivitamin. Um, I got a couple jugs of protein powder, um, just, yeah. you know, cause I, I make smoothies for the kids virtually every day. In fact, that tends to be one of our meals. Nice. Um, which you can just load up a bunch of stuff in there. You can do frozen like spinach and um, yeah, get some greens in for them in, in there and, and greens powder and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's, it's hard to say if there's anything that's really going to be useful beyond, like you said, sleep and um, sweat, you know, make sure you're sweating. Yep. Like if you're in cold climate, maybe if you're going to be doing some exercise and, and definitely you should be doing some exercise, really put on the layers and see if you can get a good sweat going. Yeah. Like that, similar to like the, the cold hormetic effect we can by raising our body temperature, our core body temperature, we can fight viral infections. That's Um, true. Yeah. We, we do a warming socks, um, mm. or cold socks. It gets referred to different things, but you take like some cloth socks, get them damp, put them in the freezer. 
Yeah. Uh, so they kind of ice up and then you need wool socks like to do this on top. So once they've been in there 15, 20 minutes, this is asleep at night. You kind of break up the wool the cloth socks, slide them on your foot, slide the wool sock over. And then you just go to bed. It helps you kind of spike that fever during your sleep. Like just to warm your body up to give your immune system a chance to work to fight off if you have. This is a classic one that we do when people sometimes usually cold, sometimes flus or whatever. So Nice. I think all of these home remedies are going to be useful here in the next couple of months. The, you know, we're all going to be reticent to, to just go out to the doctor if, if we weren't already. Um, and we also don't want to contribute to any overwhelm. So it's like really in my mind, don't go unless you really feel like you need to. Yeah. And if you have a fever or the kid has a fever, it's probably not a big deal unless it's going, and you tell me, but unless it's going super high, but you know, you can ride it out. I mean, that's what we always do. Yeah. Fevers and, and symptomology with the fever is always super important. Like if they're in pain, like even at, some people like, can have a fever up, getting up 103, 104, but they're kind of doing okay. And right. you can see somebody running that low-grade fever at 100, 101, and they're like in pain and hurting. So not every fever is created equal. It is a natural response to the body. We want to let that run its course, but it's the symptoms that come along with it that can make that fever be like, you know, much more problematic or worrisome as opposed to just any fever in general, right? You could just be running a low-grade fever and your body's fighting something off and you're fine. Yeah. Some people run that low grade fever and they're getting the fevers chills, like because their body's trying to like regulate that thermostat's going up and down. And so that's sometimes something you want to like keep warm when you can uncover when you can, but yeah, be smart about it. I know there was a thing that went out about, I think it was aspirin about, they were, I can't remember in Italy, I think they were, and then this was, I think it was fake news, but they were just saying that the reason that it happened was people were taking aspirin during the fevers and it made like the virus just go crazy. Um, and I think they debunked that kind of saying that was just something that went through like a WhatsApp story that kind of got started. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of crazy information kind of out there. You want to be careful, be plugged in again. Some of the biggest stuff, Ben, that we've talked about just in this like past 45 minutes or hour is getting outside, like getting movement, getting sunshine, drinking water, uh, reaching out. And I think we kind of talked, talked about this last time, but, we were both kind of on the two sides of the coin of, you know, making sure you have connections and then reaching out. Right. So yeah. don't get isolated in your house and then plug into like media and, and let that fear. And you're like, Oh, the world's ending. Like talk to other people to like bring you back to the here now, the normal, um, because you can get lost in that stuff in your head. It's always a crazy place to live myself, anybody included. So, have conversations with people like even you and me having this talk it's like okay hey we're in the same boat we're thinking the same way got it it's not the end of the world as far as we know you know so yeah keep doing what we're doing for work plug into our families our relationships all that stuff on that note my my sister who's who's actually here in scottsdale which i you know is really hard because she's you know 20 minutes away and she's by herself like she has a boyfriend but she's on her own and that's you know one of those like she's just yeah i mean that's a tough situation because i just want to be like dude come over um and same thing with like i don't know if she's even seeing her boyfriend right now but she, she uh, turned me on to this app called marco polo and you just do video it's like a video thread 
that you can okay. include a bunch of people on. So if you guys are interested, check that out. The app's called Marco Polo and you basically just send videos back and forth to each other. It makes It's a clean platform to be able to, to do cool videos and emojis and shit like that. So um, I think that's good for today, yeah? Yeah, that was great. Awesome, brother. Well, uh, always a pleasure. And yes. uh, you take care of yourself, take care of your family. Looking forward to uh, speaking with you again next week. And um, hey, thanks to everyone for tuning in to this episode of Dad Bod Radio. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And hopefully this has been helpful. And we will catch you next time. Have a good one. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.